0: Welcome to the March 13th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6, and the sermon is entitled, The Hand of Blessing, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. The the question that I ask every time that I come here, and I pray that we never ever let it settle, is this. Did you come this morning expecting something from God? Okay, let's try that again. Did you come this morning expecting something from God? Amen. Amen. God is that source, not Jeffrey today. I want you to know that my prayers today is I'm just an instrument. My prayer today is that you don't like hear Jeffrey, but you hear Jesus through what he has to say in this place. It's amazing the importance of this day. I thank you first... Before I get to preaching, this morning I woke up to text messages. All week I've had text messages. But this morning, the closest men in my life that I've spent the last 16 years working with, night in and night out, my phone begins to ring from these guys who have poured in time with me, saying, I'm praying for you today. I've got guys here today that work with me that are here to support and I thank you for your presence here today and I'm grateful for that but church family, thank you this week for those messages of support and that you're praying and I want you to know this, I need you to keep on praying, not for Jeffrey but for God's will to be done that's the message that we carry forth from this place today if you have your Bibles go to the book of Psalm chapter number 1, Psalm chapter number 1 I pray today makes an impact on eternity, on somebody's life. That's what my hope is for this day. And I'm going to ask you to do something you're probably not accustomed to. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me as we read God's holy word together. I love to hear the feed and I love to hear the pages. Psalm chapter number one, let's read it together. And God's holy word says this. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's pray together. Father God, Lord, today, as we submit the next few minutes to you, God, I pray, Lord, that you will move in a powerful way. Lord, we trust your spirit in these moments. We don't trust man. We don't trust self, but we trust you. And God, I pray, Lord, that you will make your word come alive to our hearts and our minds in these moments. And Lord, that you will draw people to yourself. God, I thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to do it today. And we give it all to you in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There was a story of a young boy that was getting ready to graduate. He was looking forward to graduation. And this young boy grew up having a love for cars. And his dad knew that. And so as graduation came, deep back in the back of this boy's mind, he knew, hey, I might get a car for graduation. Well, graduation came, and his, his dad brought him a present. And in that present, it, it was a box. And in that box, as the boy tore open into it, said, A Bible. That young boy stood up, mad, stormed off, upset that he didn't get the present that he had wanted and that he had longed for. Well, this young boy continued on in life. He got a job, met a girl, began his family. And as time goes, it almost goes that fast. Kids come along, but his dad passed away. He goes back home to take care of his dad's belongings and he's sifting through the belongings of his father. He comes across that good old Bible that his father had given him years ago. And as he began to open it, tears began to come down his face. As he began to read the pages, tears began to come down his face. And in the back of that Bible fell out an envelope. And that envelope was a set of keys to the car that he'd always wanted. I tell you that little story today to ask you this. How many times do we miss the blessings of God because it's not packaged exactly like we think it should be? And the hand of blessing of God today, I pray that you see, is over our life if we're following Him. But it's not there for those who choose not to follow God. Today, I explained this a couple weeks ago to a group of guys that I care a lot about. Is this way. There is a road, there's a path that we all walk. And that path, once it gets to a certain point, it goes two different directions. It's kind of like a why. It starts to to go separate ways. Now listen, the path was not designed to be like this. God designed the path for every person to follow Him. But we understand and we know that that's not the truth. There's a path for the godly, those who choose to follow God, those who want to follow God. And in that path is the blessings of God. There's also the path on the left that goes to the ungodly. You go your own way, you do your own own thing, and the world is at your fingertips. The Bible says there are many that will choose that road. But church today, I want to ask you a question. Are we missing out on the blessings of God because we're not paying attention, because we're not following, because we're not doing what we need to do? Or are we being persuaded? James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 says it best. It says this, that many will go the way of the ungodly. They will be tempted by their own evil desire. And that evil desire gives birth to sin, and then sin gives birth to death. Those are scary words as we read them today. Now I know it's taken me a minute to get going. And I hope this doesn't cost me. But you're going to get eight points today. All right, get your pen. Here we go. Eight points today. Here's what I'm going to tell you like I tell my teenagers. Get your pen, get a piece of paper, and get ready to write. Eight points today of the blessed man's life. And today, we don't need to confuse that as we look at it. As I begin Psalm chapter number 1, verse number 1, there are four words that we could camp out on if we wanted to. Blessed is the man. We could camp right here and we could build a sermon around that. How many of you today know that you are blessed? Raise your hand. Amen. We're blessed. Blessed is the man. But here's what I want you to know. Blessing is not content, meant on what you have. Contentment on what you have. If you say, oh, I got a nice house and I got a nice car. Guys, they can be blessings, but they're not necessarily blessings. Sometimes we say we're blessed because of the clothes that we have and, and where we are. But here's the thing. God is not in any of it. And if God is not in any of it, it can't be a blessing from Him. Some of us work our way and give our lives to to, to trying to build our name and our our success. And it falls flat. There's no blessing in that. But when you trust the Lord with every step, guys, there is blessings to be had. Now, some of you sitting here say, hey, you know, luck has helped me out. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm lucky. and, And I consider that a blessing. I want you to know today, listen to me, that it's not a blind draw of something that happens to certain people. Blessings is not a blind draw of luck that just may happen to these people over here. But you guys, you're not lucky enough. I want you to understand, if you get nothing out of my sermon today, that blessings come directly from the hand of God. And in order to get that blessing upon your life, you have to be faithful to the one who gives the blessing. Point number one tonight. Today, excuse me. Blessed people know there are certain people you shouldn't listen to. Blessed people know there are certain people you don't listen to. Look at verse number one again. Blessed is the man that walketh not... And the counsel of the ungodly. You know, growing up, I haven't pictured my, oh, there she is. I found my mama now, so I'm, I'm good now. Growing up, mama said, there are people you should not be around. At 39 years old, I'm thankful for that advice. And it's okay, because it kept me out of a lot of trouble It kept me out of places where I shouldn't have been. But there is godly counsel that you and I as Christians should be listening to. It's important where you receive your information from. How many of you know that? The psalmist says this. Your counsel can't come from the wicked or the ungodly or the morally wrong. You can't listen to that stuff. Now, what do you say, Pastor Jeffrey, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Two of the greatest blessings that God has intended for His people are this. Marriage and children. Marriage and children. And here is what the world says about marriage. The world says about marriage, we want to redefine it. And the world says about marriage, you can go practice all the stuff that married people do, and it will be all right. That is ungodly counsel. And if you listen to it, you're missing the blessing of God in your marriage. Today, the second blessing is children. Man, I want you to know, I got two boys, and they're teenagers now. I I think they're still a blessing, right, as teenagers? (laughs) The hair is continuously going, right? But listen, they are a true blessing. Yesterday I spent all day with them. They are a blessing in my life. But the world says, listen, that's a blessing. But if you don't want it right now, just get rid of it. Do what you need to do to get rid of it. And miss out on the blessing of God tell you today, I'm thankful today that nobody got rid of me. And I know today there are lives that are impacted by that, and there's grace from the, from the hand of Jesus Christ to go over that. But listen today, the world wants to give you ungodly counsel of how to live and what to do, and our young people especially are buying the lie that you can go down this road and you can still receive the blessing of God, and it is not true. Friends, today we've got to be careful of who we listen to. Point number one. Point number two. Stay in verse number one. It says this, They walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Point number two is this, The blessed person knows there are places that you do not go. There are places you do not go. I want you to see that also walking has now turned to standing. We're regressing here, if you haven't figured that out. You're walking in the council, and as that council takes over your life, now you begin to stand in the way of sinners. Now, let me ask you this. You might say, Pastor Jeffrey, everybody's a sinner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, from the pulpit to the door, we are all sinners. But here is the matter you should not stay in sin. The Bible says, flee from it. So, a lifestyle that stays and loves and stands in sin is one that cannot be blessed by the very hand of God. So, I know that I'm a sinner, but when I get in that, I get away, I flee, I turn. There are places that Jeffrey can't go because I have Jesus. I can't go and be a part of that sin-filled lifestyle. And so what I want to say today is that counsel has gone into the ungodly's ear. and Now it's taking over their actions. And now they're acting like that. I want you to look at a verse of Scripture, Psalm Chapter 5, a a couple chapters over. Verse number 4, it says this. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. Do you see that? God can't be a part of that. God can't be a part of that sin. So, in order to be blessed today, you need to know there are places that you can't go. That you can't stand and that you can't stay. Point number three from verse number one is this. The end of verse number one says this. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Point number three is there are phrases that you do not say. There are things that you just cannot say. You see, the seat of the scornful is one that pulls up to the table of mockery and of saying that there is no God. Now listen, I like to take a seat at anybody's table. i got to be careful here. I'm going to open myself up for some invitations. I know that. But if you come to my house, I will pull out a chair and you can sit down at my table. You are a welcomed guest. But I want you to know the seat of the scornful is always pulled out and always ready for us to sit down. And if you sit down at the seat and at the table of the scornful, you are starting to talk and mimic lifestyles that do not have God. Here's what I want to tell you guys today. There is a guy by the name of Arthur Clark. Listen to these words. He passed away in 2008, but this is what he said. It may be that our role on this planet is not to worship God, but to create Him. Friends, do you know there are people that say there is no God? That is a direct slap in the face of God. That is blasphemy. And today, if we sit down with those people and we partake and we agree with them, we're walking that ungodly path. The blessed person, the blessed person... Knows there are things that we can't say. Our mouths need to be filled with the things that point to God. Point number four. We're going to take a little shift here in verse number two. It starts out with a three-letter word, but. So we've gone from the negative. Now we're going to hit the gear. We're going to go to the positive. But, verse number two says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Do you see that? His delight is in the law of the Lord. Point number four is this. The blessed man knows there is pleasure in God's word. There is pleasure in this book. There is a place that the blessed man can go. And there's a place that the blessed man can stay. And there's a place that the blessed man can live his life from. And that place is right here. But can I tell you a truth? Many Christians today view this book as a pain instead of a pleasure. Christian people, men and women, view this book as a pain instead of a pleasure. And so if you view God's Word as something that you cannot understand and something that you cannot read and something that you have, do not have time for, but on the other hand, you want the blessing of God, God said, I can't do that. If you truly want to follow God, start here. Start here. Young people especially, my teenagers. Develop a love for the God's Word and stay in it day in and day out. That is where you're fed from. Many people look at our church. And from the outside, we've got a beautiful church. And from the inside, we've got a beautiful church. But they look at our church and say, man, you've got a blessed church. But I want you to know that our church is not blessed because of a beautiful building. It's not because of a beautiful inside or stained glass windows. Our church has been blessed for 40 years because Pastor Mike has stood on the word of God. For 40 years you have looked to it and you've listened to it and you've learned to love it. And you've learned to live it. And from that, that's where the blessings flow. Today I am grateful that this Bible is a pleasure, not a pain to me. And I encourage that for you. The end of verse number 2 gives us point number 5. The end of verse number 2 says this, And in his law doth he meditate day and night. The blessed man, point number 5, ponders the word of God. Meditates on God's word. Now listen, I'm going I'm to throw a little bit of funny here. But look, when I thought of meditation, what do you picture? There you go, right there, right? We throw our hands out, we, we do crisscross applesauce, and we sit down and we hold our fingers out. And that's meditation. But the idea here is that we chew on God's Word. That you take God's Word and you chew on it multiple times during the day. And you let it come back and you look look to it and and you learn from it again. My prayer today is this, that you won't write these eight points down and throw them in a trash can. But sometime this week, you'll go back and you'll look and you'll follow and you'll figure out for yourself what God's Word says to you. How many of us today meditate on God's Word? Truly meditate, chew on what the Word of God says. And I'm going to speak from Jeffrey here. But by doing this, by meditating on God's Word, I've seen the greatest Growth in my personal life. That's the greatest growth of me as a Christian is when I chew on the Word of God. And so today, church, I want us to continue to grow together. I want us to grow. And we need to be people that not only pleasure in God's Word, but we ponder it, we meditate it day in and day out. Grow to love the Word of God. Point number six, I told you we go pretty fast. Verse number three, look there with me. It says this, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Point number six today is that the blessed man is planted by the hand of God. The blessed man is planted by the hand of God. Now, I'm going to get off my my, my notes here for a second, and I'm going to say this. For 13 years, I feel like I've been planted here as a youth pastor. God planted me here. There's no way, and I'm looking out, I've I've got some people in this church that that were with me in the Methodist church, and when I made the move, they made the move, and we've been planted together for, for 15 years, 13 of it as the youth pastor but I feel like that I'm still supposed to be planted here. But I want you to know the location that they're planted. Where's the tree planted? Look at verse number 3 again. It says this, They're planted by the rivers of water. There's a particular place that the blessed person stays and is planted, and it's by the rivers of water. Friends, I want you to know that is the abundance of Jesus Christ that you're planted by. That is from what you should draw your strength. And where you draw from is that river. Today, if you're not planted by the river, I want you to know you better be careful who planted you. Because Jesus says, I planted you by the river. I planted you near me so that you can feed off of me and that you can grow and that you become strong in me. There's a particular place. Today, here's my question to you. Are you drawing from that river? Are you drawing from the river? But also there is a reason and a season. Look at verse number 3. It says this, That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. The reason that God plants you is not that you sit there and look good. Your butts are not planted at Clifford Baptist Church to look good. I'm not here to look good. I'm here to produce fruit. We are here as a church planted in this community to produce fruit. And if we're not doing our job, we're not doing God's job. You're planted for a reason, and that reason is to produce fruit in the right season. Now, I'll say this. Maybe today, through the work of the Holy Spirit, God may start pruning some of you. Maybe you haven't been producing like you should, so you start to get cut back. And then in the right time, and in the right season, you will produce today maybe there's a christian or somebody here today that says god prune me cut me back take off what's not useful because i want to produce the last part of this verse i want you to see is this is that the leaf should not wither the leaf should not wither First sign of a dead tree is in the peak of the season, in the peak of growing season, there are no leaves. What does a a dead leaf tell you? That the tree is dying. Had a cherry tree at my house and last year one little sprig of it, only one sprig of it produced cherries. And I watched it last year and I beat the birds to the cherries last year. But afterwards, that tree came down. Friends, today, you are planted for a purpose. You're planted for a reason. You're planted to produce. And that is every single Christian here and that is watching today. We are planted to produce. Point number seven. Look at verses four and five. The ungodly are not so. But are like the chaff which the wind driveth away, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners, in the congregation of the righteous. Here's another shift in context. We go from the godly who are planted by the streams, who are strong in their foundation, to the ungodly who are getting tossed by the wind. That chaff, which is the, the, the shell of the kernel of wheat, it is useless. And in Jesus' day, they would take it, they would beat it on the floor, and they would separate it. And as they beat it, the wind would just drive that chaff away. The useless part is now gone. The Word of God says that's exactly what the ungodly are like. They're tossed by the wind. They have no purpose. They have no foundation. And yet they're being driven by something other than God. Point number seven is this. There is a population that is missing out. There is a population that is missing out. The ungodly are missing out on the hand of blessing from God. And here is my question today. Does that just make us sit here in church, put on our suits, lift our chin a little higher and say, Yes, I'm blessed by God. No, it breaks my heart that people are not being blessed. People are not choosing to follow God. And there's a population, unless something change, guess what? They're lost and dying without God. That should break our heart. Church, it breaks the heart of our Savior that people will not follow. Tonight, maybe you know there's somebody that you can call out to? Is there somebody that you know that's not walking where they need to be? God don't doesn't put you on that godly path just to stay there. He gives you a voice to holler out, come over here. Come sit with me at church. Come see what the Lord's doing. Come see the hand of blessing that you could have. Come. There's a population that's going to miss out. Today, church, that should break our hearts. Our last point today is point number eight. And I'm going to use this today as our invitation. Look at verse number six. It says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I want you to do me a favor. Everybody, if you have a Bible, take your finger and put it on the word knoweth or knows. Later on, I want you to underline it. I want you to circle it. But God knows today where you are. God knows if you're on that right path. God knows today. It's not for Jeffrey to know. It's not for Pastor Mike to know. It's for God knows. And God knows where you stand. Point number eight is this. God knows, but also the blessed man knows his ending place. The blessed man knows his ending place. So we see not only that we know our ending place, but God knows exactly where you are. He knows that today you're sitting in Clifford Baptist Church. He knows that you're hearing about the blessing of God. He knows today where exactly you are. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that same finger, and I want you to put it on the last word and in verse number 6. Do you see that word? Perish. Perish. Today, there are some people, possibly even, even sitting in this sanctuary today, That will perish. Because they're going to miss out. On the way that God has for them. But it's not by God's choosing. It's by your own. Here's what I want to say. Growing up in the Methodist church. I loved those days. But we often sing a song. The chorus of it went like this. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Rescue the perishing. Guys, we're not called to be comfortable in this place. That is the battle cry to the church. Go rescue those that that are not walking where they should. Go share your faith with somebody. And so, in a moment of invitation today, if you put your finger on that word perishing and you say, That describes me, you can fix that today. You can fix the ending of the story because Jesus has paid the price. And through faith in Jesus, He has fixed the story. Today, you may be sitting here today and say, I'm blessed. But maybe I'm not walking where I should. Or maybe I'm not standing where I should. Or maybe, I, maybe I'm sitting at the wrong table. The first sermon I ever preached as a 15-year-old boy, it lasted about eight minutes. This one's gone a couple minutes longer, I know. The title of that message was this. Come. Come. The Bible says it this way. Come. All ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today there's an invitation to get off the ungodly path and to come to Jesus. Come to the path of His leading and His blessing. The only way that you can do that is through a cross. A lot of people look at the cross and say, oh, that's a shame. No, for me that's a blessing. They hear the story of Jesus dying and his shed blood, and they say, Oh, that's a shame. No, the shed blood is a blessing. Three days in a tomb dead is a blessing. But let's shift gears, church. A risen Savior is a blessing. Forgiveness, grace, and mercy every single day of my life is a blessing. Salvation is a blessing. Relationship with Jesus is a blessing. What are you missing out on today that Jesus can help you with by you simply coming? Don't miss the greatest blessing because it's packaged a little bit different than you think it should be. Let's go to God in prayer. God, today we give you this time. Lord, as we consider your word, consider, Lord, your work in our life. God, I pray today that you, Holy Spirit, would move. I pray that it would move Christians to maybe to come to an altar and hit their knees and pray for somebody that they love, somebody that's close to them, somebody that they know that needs what they have. God, know somebody that needs Jesus. Jesus. Maybe there's somebody that wants to come and kneel and pray today. Maybe it's somebody that comes and says, I believe in Jesus, but I'm not doing the right things. I'm not sitting, and I'm not doing those things that I should be doing. I'm sitting at the wrong table. God, today, if there's somebody like that, I pray that you bring them to yourself. And if there's somebody today that needs the blessing of salvation through the cross, and through the shed blood, and through the tomb, and through the risen Savior, I pray they come today. Lord, I pray that every person in this room considers the hand of the blessing of God. And my prayer today is that no one misses out. We give this invitation time to you. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen.